You're listening to the Running with the Herd podcast, powered by Her Nation, a part of the Rivals Network. Interviews, commentary, and analysis from Marshall coaches, players, and insiders. And now, the Running with the Herd podcast. Aaron Coleman here in the Running with the Herd podcast, powered up by Herd Nation, part of the Rivals Network. And we're here with uh, Sean Hammond of Herd Nation. Sean, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Aaron. Thanks for having me, man. Absolutely. It's another basketball season. It's another uh, time for uh, Dan D'Antoni to bring his squad out onto the floor at the Cam Henderson Center, starting things off with Coppin State later today on Wednesday. And uh, Sean, uh, your early impressions of uh, what you think Coach D'Antoni's team is going to bring to the hardwood this winter? Well, Aaron, um, you know, they, they've had the practices closed to the public, so I haven't had an opportunity to go down and really see much of what's going on. So really all that I have to work off of is what everyone else has to work off of is, you know, exactly um, what the team had last season and how they were kind of coming on toward the end of last year uh looked like they were getting hot there in the conference usa tournament which unfortunately uh ended short uh we didn't really get to see um you know how that was going to come to fruition there uh with you know the way that we were playing there late um there are not uh we, we only have i think one loss which is uh, uh cam brooks harris uh, which you know he only played in about 19 games, uh, averaged about four points per game. So that's the only loss from last season, which is uh, you know pretty good. We're bringing back most of uh, you know our our production from last season. And then you also throw in uh, the the two freshmen, uh, Abina uh, Anachili Killen and um, uh, David Early. Uh, both of those guys are you know from the state of West Virginia, played high school ball here. Um, both of them coming in I, I think that both of them are going to produce a little bit um as freshmen uh probably uh come off the bench give some minutes and see what they can do as the season goes on their minutes may uh, actually increase and uh potentially uh yeah i think uh, uh, uh anna chili killen could possibly uh you know maybe get into the starting lineup at some point throughout the season i know that there's uh you've got jansen williams there at the four it's going to be hard to unseat him uh, but uh, I, I really think that, uh, you know, the freshman uh, ha- has a lot to bring to the table. And if he can come in and kind of get his feet under him, uh, I think he's going to add a lot to the team. But, you know, you, you, you bring in, uh, we return Jared West uh, and um, uh, Andrew Taylor uh, there at the guard positions. Bringing those two guys back uh, is going to be big. Uh, Taylor kind of was getting familiar uh, with everything there as the season went along. Uh, I really expect, you know, bigger things than him. I think he's kind of going to take off this season. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you you know, of course, we've got, you know, Tavion Kinsey. We know what he brings to the table. And uh, uh, from all accounts, uh, things that you hear from people, he has really improved his game uh, this offseason, which is big. Uh, and it appears that he's also changed his number to 24, which uh, I'm guessing he's kind of, you know, uh, paying respect there to Kobe Bryant, yeah. uh, which is, you know, that's, that's pretty cool too. And, you know, like I, I mentioned Jansen Williams, having him back, you know, Michael Byers back uh, down low. Uh, also got, you know, Iron Bennett, um, uh, you know, Darius George. Uh, I know, you know, coming into his senior season, there's been some talk or there was some talk over the summer 
uh, about potentially redshirting him, but I believe with uh, you know everyone kind of getting this as a free year, uh, he's probably just going to be another player to add in there to the depth. And he really uh, looked impressive there toward the end, end of the season as well. So, the, you know, you under under Dan D'Antoni, we've constantly had teams that were kind of top heavy. We had you know one to two really good producers, uh, coupled pretty good role players and then the talent kind of dropped off after that especially after you got uh done with your uh you know your, your starting five we didn't really bring much off the bench uh with this team here i don't think we have those top level talent guys that are going to be you know all conference uh level producers but at the same time i think we can roll you know nine ten deep uh with this team and uh hopefully uh we're you know running the ball up and down the floor scoring a lot more points and uh uh, just really testing other teams' depth and uh, just you know playing some exciting basketball. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to this season as well, Sean. And uh, obviously there's going to be a new dynamic in there uh, with COVID and uh, how they're going to um, be able to navigate through that. Um, can you uh, shed some light a little bit? I mean, you know, one game got canceled early. I mean, uh, the Tennessee State game got canceled early. Uh, just talk to me about, like, a lot of the moving parts that you're going to see throughout the season, I think. Yeah, it's going to be a little bit different this year. Um, I think everyone's going to have to just kind of be patient with it and uh, accept it for what, you know, for what it is. Uh we have, like you said here, we're getting ready to, to start the season and we've already got a game canceled here in the first week. Um, I'm hoping that once we get into conference play with the way that they're doing the scheduling where uh, you have the, the Friday-Saturday games, uh, you're basically playing a doubleheader, uh, you know, uh, back-to-back nights. Hopefully when we get into that, uh, we're not seeing as many cancellations because if you get into that Friday game, uh, hopefully everyone's you know doing everything properly and uh, don't have any issues the following game there on Saturday. Um, I, I figure, well, let, let me say this. It's probably going to be a catch-22 thing because you can have one game canceled on a Friday as well, and then you'll have your second game canceled on Saturday. So um, I, I, I'm not sure how that's going to play out, and I think uh, as the season goes on, you're probably going to have some teams uh, that are kind of playing a full schedule or almost a full schedule while you'll have other teams that may have three or four, possibly five uh, games that have been canceled. And I hope that is not the case because that could potentially, uh, you know, create a nightmare scenario toward the end of the season when you're uh, starting up the Conference USA tournament and, you know, and you're, you're trying to figure out uh, seating and who's going to get buys and where everyone's going to be uh, placed and, that could potentially be a nightmare, but I think everyone's just going to have to, you know, accept it for what it is and just ride it out. Yeah, for sure. Um, and you talked a little bit in the open about um, the freshmen, uh, David Early and Obina, and uh, just, you know, having those guys in the fold, bringing that depth, bringing that length and athleticism to the court is definitely going to help the herd in terms of uh, – competing against some of the more athletic teams in Conference USA. I mean, when you talked a little bit about Obina coming from Chapmanville, you know, you said he has the potential to possibly crack the starting lineup. You've seen you've seen him play a couple of times, Sean. What what do you what do you make of the big man and uh just um what is a uh, coach Dan Tony see in him that could possibly lend him to being in the starting lineup? Well, 
Yeah, I've uh, I've watched this kid uh, since you know, he was a uh, freshman, a sophomore in high school. And if I was just watching him as a senior, uh, I would kind of be blown away by his uh, his skill set, his athleticism, and his talent just by watching his senior season alone. Uh, he's uh, he's a legit six foot eight, can run the floor like a deer, can you know leap out of the gym. Uh, actually has really good ball handling skills and can shoot to three. So he's tailor made for D'Antoni's system. But the reason why I'm so excited for him is because I did see him as a freshman and sophomore, and I've seen how much he's grown in two to three years of high school. And he is a completely different player now than what he was then. And you just kind of look at the the trajectory and where he's going right now in his career. Uh, You know, you get Coach D'Antoni, get his hands on him and kind of mold him uh, into a player, you know, like he did with uh, Penova. If he can turn uh, Obina uh, into that kind of player like Penova was, you know, you're you're looking at a more athletic Penova, uh, a a better ball handler than Penova. Uh, probably a better shooter than what Pinnacle was. Not sure about his passing abilities, uh, but the uh, you know the shot blocking, the ability to stretch the floor, uh, the ability to run the floor, uh, everything like that could potentially be better than what Pinnacle was, and that's just what has me so excited about him. Right, and uh, you turn you turn the page a little bit to some guys who were on the team last year. Obviously, when you talk about. Uh, Guys like Jared West, who um, is probably the defensive leader of the team and could possibly get the steals record, depending on how many games are played and that sort of thing. And then uh, you got some guys that uh, stepped up later into the season, like Michael Byers and Jansen Williams. Just talk to me about having uh, guys like those um, players who were part of the NCAA tournament run, guys who are part of the CIT uh, championship run. Uh, being there as uh, seniors and valuable pieces for this team. Yeah, that's big. Uh, you know, especially Jared West. He is kind of uh, uh, he, he's been entrenched in the program since he walked. You know, first stepped onto the floor. Yeah, you know, everyone was kind of surprised when you saw him starting out there as a freshman. You know, he was a little uh, uh, probably five eleven. I don't want to cut him short of six foot, but I, I, I think he's about five eleven. Uh, you see him out there playing the three position because Elmore was at the one. Uh, well, the reason why he was playing the three is because he was such a lockdown defender and he could guard uh, and hound, you know, the uh, uh, the opposing point guard. So uh, he, he's been there uh, playing this this whole time. He brings a ton of experience. He is the emotional leader. Uh, he, he does bring that tenacity on defense and kind of sets the tone uh, for the defense. Uh, he he is uh, uh, extremely important to this team. Uh, and then, you know, Jansen Williams last year, I'm not sure what all was going on there, but you could kind of see that uh, things just kind of weren't right with him. Uh, his freshman uh, and sophomore seasons, yeah, he was just kind of having a steady climb. And uh, I, I was expecting big things out of him last year, and it, it just kind of didn't happen. Uh, and I'm hoping that he can have a, uh, a bounce-back senior season this year uh, and kind of get back to what he was doing uh, as a freshman and sophomore. And I think I think he will. Um, uh, you know, you just everyone uh, kind of coming back here, you know, uh, this is his senior season. It's time for him to step up and also become a, uh, a leader there on the team. You know, Michael Byers is another one. Um, uh, he uh, He's kind of had a steady rise as well. 
Uh, you hope, hope for big things from him. Uh, Tavion Kinsey, uh, another guy that you expect big things from. Um, and then, you know, like I said, Darius George. Uh, last mm-hmm. year, you really saw him come on toward the end of the season. And you know that he's going to bring uh, a lot of energy off the bench. And, um, that's just, uh, just so important to have those guys that have that tournament, tournament experience from a few years ago. Um, which is kind of what, uh, you know, what's sad about how the season ended last year is we were, it looked like we were starting to have a run, uh, there in the Conference USA tournament and yep. having this team where we have everyone back this year, I think it would have been really important, uh, to kind of just see how they, uh, you know, how they would have done last year. Uh, they beat UTEP there in the first round of the Conference USA tournament and looked like we had Louisiana Tech there at the next game. If we beat them, uh, then we got Western Kentucky. And, you know, you know how things go when you get hot in those tournaments. Uh, you know, anything can happen. So um, I'm, I'm just really looking forward to this year because, of, uh, you know, not only do you have so many players that are coming back that have produced uh, here in this program over the last two to three years, but, you know, I, I just mentioned, you know, um, uh, Obina and you know David Early, uh, getting to see those guys as well. Uh, I, I, I'm just really, uh, you know, really excited about it. Yeah, for sure, I am too. And you were right. The thing that was probably the most disappointing about last year is, you know, the what if. You know, it's like what could have been had you know we we beat UTEP in the first round of the tournament. We had Louisiana Tech coming up next. We beat Louisiana Tech at home at the Cam Henderson Center. That was the game in which Byers had 24 points and, uh, you know, had that put back at the last second. But, you know, everything stopped because of COVID. And, you know, we, we just don't know. But at the same time, I mean, you know, it was it was definitely something to see in terms of the team kind of gelling together at the right time and coming together at the right time. And you talked a little bit about Darius George. Um, I was in uh, Cleveland when they were playing against Duquesne in the Cleveland Classic, and he was uh, hitting a couple of threes, and he was he was doing his thing in that game. But later towards the end of the season, he kind of found his role a little bit better by uh, playing defense, rebounding the ball, um, kind of being that glue guy for the team. Uh, do you see uh, Darius uh, continuing on that path of kind of being that glue guy, or do you, do you think uh, D'Antoni needs him to score a little bit more? What do you think? Yeah, I think he's a uh, uh, he, he he's a perfect role player for the team. He he's uh, you know six foot six. Uh, he brings some athleticism at the forward position. Um, coming off the bench, he he, he can rebound. Uh, he can defend. Uh, Whatever he adds as far as scoring, in my opinion, is just icing on the cake because he can bring uh, so so many other things to the team. So uh, if he is out there knocking down the three, man, that's we're we're just so hard to defend at that point. Uh, but if he's not, then he's still you know producing some rebounds, some steals, some block shots, uh, and and doing some other things for us as well. So I think I think he's a very important uh, you know piece to the team. Sean Hammond, our guest here in the Running with the Herd podcast. Sean, thanks very much for joining us here today. We certainly appreciate it. And uh, go Herd, and we'll talk to you again soon. Absolutely, Aaron. Thanks for having me, man. Aaron Coleman here in the Running with the Herd podcast, powered up by Herd Nation, part of the Rivals Network. And we're here with Coach Mark Klein of the uh, Marshall men's uh, basketball team, assistant coach for the Thundering Herd. Coach, welcome to the podcast. Aaron, I appreciate you having me on today. 
Yeah, we certainly appreciate you as well. Uh, last year, uh, the team had uh, won 17 games, and they were playing their best basketball at the right time. And then the world stopped, COVID-19 happened, and after the UTEP win, before you guys were slated to play Louisiana Tech, everything just stopped. Can you talk a little bit about how uh, the team was progressing and kind of uh, playing together uh, before everything just shut down? Uh, yeah, we were starting to make shots. And in, in our system and in the Coach D'Antoni system, that's the most important thing. And we're going through a five, six game stretch there where you know we were really starting to make shots. Uh, Michael Byers and Jansen Williams were really stretching the floor and uh, opening up penetration and stuff for our guards, and we felt good about where we were at. Uh, you know, we felt good going into the Louisiana Tech game because, you know, we had beaten them earlier in the season, not saying we would have beaten them on that next day, but, I mean, we felt good about going into that game. And uh, it was kind of – you had that kind of feeling uh, that we had a couple years ago with – with John and CJ and that group and the Dean where, you know, we were just starting to hit our stride at the, right at the right time. Yeah, certainly. And a uh, guy that uh, stood out in that UTEP game and stood out all season long was uh, Tavion Kenzie. Uh, just talk to me a little bit about his progression um, from the time he arrived on campus in Huntington and kind of the off season he's had and just how he's worked on his game and progressed up to this point. Well, you know, when he arrived, he was more of an, you know, uh, not really known as a scorer. He was just, you know, he was a a passer, a a defender, uh, and an athlete. Uh, But uh, since he's arrived on campus, I mean, you know, he's he's really taking his game to the next level. He's shooting the ball better. Uh, His mid-range game is better. I think his mindset to score, I think, you know, you had to to develop that. It has become better. Uh, you know, he's, he's done extremely well since we've been back in, in July since the workouts have started and, and through practice. So, uh, you know, we were, we, you know, we think he's going to have a, a tremendous season. Absolutely. And you guys get ready for Coppin State, uh, first game on the schedule. I mean, just after everything that's happened with the early end to the season due to COVID, um, a lot of the uh, guys um, – you know, having the workouts um, pushed back to July and all of those things that have been going on. Just how fortunate are you guys to be able to go out there on the floor at the Cam Henderson Center and uh, tip it off? Well, we're going to be very fortunate. I mean, I just saw on ESPN there's 150 games men's basketball already canceled. So uh, it's going to be one of those type of seasons. Um uh, you know, we, we felt good about both teams coming in, Tennessee State as well, but, you know, they tested positive, and with the way the rule is and with, with basketball tier one, one person tests positive in practice uh, that's on the floor, uh, everybody's out 14 days. So, uh, you know, we felt good, uh, feel good about Coppin. They're supposed to play at Duke on Saturday, so I'm sure, you know, they've already tested and left, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure they're following all the protocols that uh, that they had to follow, not just because they're playing Marshall, but because they also have to go to Duke on Saturday as well. They're leaving from here to go there. It's just it's just going to be a revolving door all year. And, and people around Huntington that I've talked to and some of my friends, you know, they say, you know, when I mention the, the thing lucky, 
you know, we've got to stay lucky to play. Well, what I mean by lucky is, is we can't test positive. You know, lucky is us, is our testing because, you know, if we test positive, that's three. We're basically two weeks out. You lose four games and you still got a week maybe to practice. So you could lose, you know, three weeks of your season if we test positive. Right. But as long as, long as it's an opponent, you know, basically before we play him, as long as it's an opponent, you know, we we can actually have a chance to replace the games, and it's just going to be it's just going to be constant all year round. I, you know, the football's dealt with it. Uh, Mike Hamrick uh, had told me early in August when they were struggling with football scheduling uh, to get ready, and he's he's not wrong. I mean, I've already me and Jeff O'Malley seen it quite a bit here in the first three or four days. So uh, getting ready to open up. So it's just going to be it's going to be a test all year round just to play games. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, they just, um, not too recently, they uh, announced the uh, reduced attendance at the Henderson Center as well as other venues around the country. Um, How difficult do you think it would be in your mind? And I know these guys are locked in. I know these guys have that uh, correct mindset that you need. But, I mean, so much of what... Uh, Marshall's been able to do on the hardwood kind of feeds off of that court, you know, and the crowd and everything. Just what? like how how difficult do you think it's going to be for those guys to kind of go out there and say like, all right, we might not have a full house tonight, but we still got to go out here, execute uh, Coach D'Antoni's system and, and play our best. Well, you know, I think the home court advantage definitely, you know, changes. I mean, you know, I think, uh, you know, the fans make uh, – the Henderson Center, a very, very tough place to play. And, uh, you know, we've, we're very fortunate and our, our guys really, you know, feed off the crowd and stuff. But, you know, I think that's one of the things that makes it tough in our league when we actually go on the road during the regular season and play a Rice or a FIU or FAU or a San Antonio and the crowds aren't very good. So, uh, you know, it makes it tougher to play. But I think, you know, everybody's going to be having to, you know, everybody's got to adjust to it and, and go play basketball. I mean, uh, you know, they're not letting anybody at, uh, come to Duke's home games. And, you know, there's no better crowd in the country than at, 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 than at Cameron Indoor. So, right. I mean, I think it's just everybody in general is just going to have to, to adjust and, and, and go play. I mean, uh, you know, right now, it you know, to me, with – Whereas as you see in all the football games being canceled every weekend and now all of a sudden the basketball's coming in and all the cancellations that's already started to happen. Uh, you know, yeah, you want to win and yeah, we want to win and everybody wants to be, you know, undefeated at the end of the year and go to the tournament. But right now, you know, I don't know if it's so much a matter of, of winning and losing. It's, it's so much a matter of playing. You know, I mean, I'd just be honest with you. Yeah, I understand exactly what you're saying there. Uh, switching gears here back to the uh, team itself, uh, you returned basically almost everyone from last year's team. Uh, you obviously, we uh, you returned Tavion Kenzie, like I mentioned. Uh, talk about the guards here with uh, Jared West and Andrew Taylor. One of the things I noticed about Taylor's game coming in, uh, he transferred over from uh, Furman and one of the things that I noticed about him, for being such a young player, he always seemed to be like under control. He he never let the moment get too big for him. Uh, just talk a little bit about not only him but also uh, Jared West, the guy that sets the tone for you defensively. Well, I mean, you know, 
the guard slot is is definitely a strength of ours. I mean, uh, with Jared, Andrew, Tavion, uh, you know, we've got a freshman, David Early, Jeremy Dillon, Marco Saronic. Uh, so, you know, I mean, the, you know, the perimeter is, is a strength. I mean, you can throw Darius George in there. and uh, But, you know, Andrew, you know, he, he plays a lot like John. He keeps the game in an up-tempo type of speed for us. And, then, you know, Jared sets the tone defensively. He's become a better scorer last year. Uh, and I'm not going to say a better score. He just he just adapted to his role because his role with John and CJ was just to, to ignite us on defense and, and lead us that way. And, uh, you know, he still does that. But, you know, Jared's always been a very capable scorer. He was in high school and he was in practice for the two years leading up to like going into last year. It wasn't something that, you know, we hadn't seen before. So, um you know, I think, you know, like I say, we've got a veteran group and, and you know, the practices is going well and uh, they've competed hard. And, you know, right now there's, you know, I, I don't think there's anybody that uh, that's on scholarship. The coach doesn't have a problem sticking in the basketball game. I mean, they've all they've all practiced pretty solid from from beginning to end right now. Right. And uh, one of the things that I talked to uh, Sean Hammond from uh, from her nation was the fact of. Uh, it is a veteran group now. There were some guys on this year's team that played in the NCAA tournament. There were a lot of guys that had uh, some significant time in that CIT championship run. How vital is it to you guys to have that kind of experience returning and, you know, guys who have been in big game situations before and guys who have had experience playing um, into March and into April? Well, it's huge. I mean, you know, I mean, that's one of the things that, you know, that, that can allow us to go in and upset, you know, uh, uh, the Wichita States, which we did that year, or, you know, an Xavier or, uh, you know, somebody in the ACC or, or Big Ten. You know, it allows you to go in because you have the experience in the age. I mean, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, one thing about Kentucky, you know, they're, they're going to be very talented. Don't get me wrong. And they're going to be one of the best teams in the country. But, you know, year in, year out, there are going to be a lot of freshmen on the floor for them. So, you know, I mean, you know, the age and experience, it, it gives you a gives you a chance to go in and, and have a chance to upset, pull the upset. So, um, uh, because those guys have, have battled against good players and, 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 you know, they're 22, 23 years old. Yeah, and uh, when you talk about the front court for the herd, I mean, obviously you guys return Iron Bennett, who is uh, one of the, uh, main forces inside for you guys, but also some guys who could stretch the floor, like you mentioned earlier, and Jansen Williams and Michael Byers. Just uh, talk a little bit about the front court, what you've seen from those guys in practice, and uh, how they can uh, improve upon their game from last year. Well, I think the thing with with Jansen and Mike and is you know they've got to take shots when they're open, take the shots, uh, and not and not so much be trying to make plays for others they got to they've got to be willing to step in and, and with the shots there they got to take their shots and uh you know iron Gorin, uh they both uh they both improved i mean they're you know so i mean they've they've got to kind of uh defend the defend the paint force be able to rebound uh score it when we do get it down into them and you know and darius george may be one of the most improved guys of all so he's playing well and you know the freshman obina killian is is uh, has brought tons and tons of energy to, to practice every day. So, you know, like I say, I mean, you know, there's not anybody there on the front court that, you know, I think that 
you struggle putting in the game at any point in time. All right. Well, Coach, thank you very much for your insight into this year's uh, Marshall Thundering Herd men's basketball team. Good luck against Coppin State. Good luck the rest of the way. Stay healthy, and we'll talk to you again soon. Well, hopefully we'll get some games here. We'll see. I don't know which we're going to try. Thanks for listening to the Running with the Herd podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at RWithTheHerd and also at Herd Nation. Also like us on Facebook at Running with the Herd and at Marshall Thundering Herd at Herd Nation. Thanks again, and go Herd!